Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Eternal Love, and I'm just here to remind you to check out fourthdmedia.com. You can find our podcasts, both the Ill Minded Podcast and the Nasty Thing Podcast, on there. Find links, go to all the podcast listening places that you can, give us five stars, you know what it is, as well as music from yours truly. And other artists like Padrex and Padrillo Records, El Mapo from Nicaragua, and more artists soon to come. So please go to 4thmedia.com, check us out, grab some music, and buy some merch, including the Nasty Things merch, and let's get it popping. up everybody and welcome to the ill-minded podcast we are doing some special episodes today we are out and about outside of the ill-minded studio setting up in uh, different places and we've got a special guest on today we've got professor ed so everyone welcome professor ed yo 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 nasty things own professor ed it's uh it's been a long time coming i've been wanting to get on your pod uh ever since you started this thing um you know, to be fair, I haven't really been on pods much. I've been busy with life, but, uh, you know, it's good to come back and kind of just hit it hard with, uh, you know, get, get a few done going. I want to, I want to make my presence known <laughs> for yeah. sure. Get back in the game, mm-hmm. back in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And shout outs to all the rest of the nasty things crew, which we will be seeing some of them very soon. Some special pods coming out. So you guys stay tuned for that. There's going to be some special episodes on both ill-minded and the nasty things podcast it's gonna be great mm-hmm. you guys don't even know what's coming no some no. gong shows for sure yeah we got we got plans we got uh strategies <laughs> yeah. we got all sorts of things coming <laughs> it's gonna be awesome shout outs to the nasty things crew all you guys mm-hmm. especially to extreme it's gonna be great now we are gonna start talking about some uh some old school stuff. We've been sitting here reminiscing. Um, we're talking about childhood stuff. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think I've done a pod with you solo since the beginning, right? This is our first no. time. Yeah. And and we we're just chatting like, man, like, you know, day, uh, Eternal here was like one of the first people I ever met when I came to Canada. Uh, back, I think I was about four years old. You're maybe the same, four or five. Yeah, four, four or five. Uh, and so... You know, growing up on on Wellington Avenue, out in East Van. Shout out to East Van. Yeah, and and we're just reminiscing about the old days and how much you know, how much things have changed, and just uh, you get nostalgic, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. I was actually doing some uh, some footage the other day. Um, I went with my daughter; she was yeah. my little helper, and I went to go film a whole bunch of B roll stuff. And one of the places we went was to the East Van Cross. Oh, really? And she's like, what is this? Yeah. Like, what is this all about? So I'm sitting there trying to explain to her, like, yo, this represents East Vancouver, if you see this and that, and started doing some dope drone footage of it. Yeah. But it was nostalgic to me, like, even how long has that thing been there now? Like, that Can was I new to something? me back in the day. I've never made the pilgrimage to the East really? Van Cross. You still I've driven by it. I've never uh, kind of gone out to, like, I know it's iconic. For sure. But I've never, I've never done the like. Here it is. I, I, uh, I've got uh, like a, you know, story where, 
um, I used to go to Grand Bruce Elementary School right mm -hmm. around uh, Wellington Avenue there, right? And it was grade six or grade seven that we did this big project of uh, painting like a mural. It was the grad class and we were going to paint a mural on the front side of the school. Uh -oh. Big fancy mural. Uh -oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, for me, it's bad. one of my core memories, right? <laughs> one of my core memories of painting this mural. I was going to change the face of the school. Mm -hmm. Years later, I, I, I meet my wife, friend of the show, uh, Rebecca, and I'm like, yo, I gotta, I gotta take you to this, uh, my old school. Like I'll show you the, the part of the mural that I painted or whatever. And she's all excited about it. I'm super excited about it. And we get there and it's been fucking painted over. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was gone. <laughs> and I was like, I, I felt betrayed, man. Like, cause yeah. I remember when they, when we were doing it, they were like, this is going to be on here forever. This is part of like what you guys are leaving behind. Yeah. And, I like, and I felt like maybe for the first time I felt like an adult. Like I was leaving a legacy. I was like 12 years old or whatever. And <laughs> nice. uh, I went back and was gone. It was so disappointing, man. It crushed me. Like I, I was you. just like, this sucks. That emotion. Yeah. And, and I, that's when I realized like nothing is forever. Fuck no. it. Like it's just. <laughs> it's true. Yo, that's how I feel, right? Like I, I left. I moved out of Canada for seven years. Yeah. And when I came back, it was a different city. Like I grew up, you know, I was there. What? All high school and everything. Night Street. Yeah. So we're talking the East Van Cross was St. Pat's five minutes away. Yeah. And on the west side, because I grew up on the cusp, right? Right yeah. on Maine. Went to elementary school there, went to high school there. And then Gladstone with all the cousins and everything. Mm. And of course, Tupper. And shout outs to all these schools. If you guys are in there, shout outs to you. Windermere. Yeah. Uh, David Thompson. Windermere, DT. Yeah. You guys know. Everybody knows. If you were there, you were there. Yeah. But no, of course, Van Tech. That's Larny. the one that I wasn't really. Really, I was yeah. always at Tech. Man. Yeah, but I didn't really know anybody from there. <clears throat> but um, that yeah. must have been like I've always I've never really talked to you about like how much of a culture shock it must have been you growing up, you know, with me and us in East Van, and then you go back to Nicaragua for seven huge. years. Yeah. Like, how do you adjust to that? Or how did you adjust to that? At first, I, I did get depressed for a while and everything when I, I went bet. to work. Because mm -hmm. um, when I first went out there, I was doing, um, I was working for Kaya, Knowledgeable Aboriginal Youth Association out here. And we were giving um, at-risk youth a studio where they could go to and learn to make music and actually make music. And we would do a compilation disc and all that. When you went back... To Nicaragua, you were already involved in music, right? Pretty heavily. Yeah, and okay. so I was trying to do that same Over thing there. out there. Yeah, because my mom's like, yo, why, why don't you come out here and, and do that, right? Like, my contract was up, and yeah. it wasn't going to restart till next year, so I had like three months off. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go out there and start doing it. So I was heavy in martial arts, too, yeah. at that time, um, <clears throat> doing my taekwondo. So when I left, I was pretty high up. So I went there directly to start doing martial arts and music. And I did that for months. And then... Um, How are the academies out there? Honestly, it was pretty dope. Like, I jumped from STF, Songham Taekwondo, out here. And I jumped into WTF out there. Okay. And I made it all the way up to my Bodan. I never did my black belt um, test. But I was an assistant instructor. So we were helping, you know, kids train and fight and compete and all that stuff in my dojo. And I was doing Shotokan mm -hmm. and Krav. Krav Maga at the same time. So I was doing like six hours of martial arts a day. Awesome. That was my thing. Plus doing music and trying to get into the hip hop movement out there and see what was going on. And 
I got big in there. But like you say, the, going back to the original, the culture shock was pretty big when I got over there, seeing the different ways people live. Like, you know, being in the third world, you're talking, there's, man, I had an ex that there was like 18 people in their house. No joke, right? They just added, you know, the backyard gets smaller because they yeah. keep extending, extending another room here another room for the brother and his wife for the sister and her new husband and i get that so you know and so my family are down there too <clears throat> wait yeah, man that's that's just the way of life out there right yeah so seeing that compared to out here where it's like oh 18 years old you need to go find and rent your own place and blah 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 and it's like totally different um especially in partying out there and stuff the fact that it was so cheap mm -hmm. it was so easy to go party and all these things that the bureaucracy was the worst because oh. the corruption slash bureaucracy of it. So the bureaucracy is the corruption because they give any excuse to take money from you. Oh, you need this or you need a photocopy for that. And you need 20 photocopies for this thing and then 15 for the other and then blah, blah, blah. And you got to give it to this guy, this guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, and everybody. And then everybody gets a piece and then you got to go pay this and then you got to go pay that. And it's, and until then you don't get your papers or you don't get this. And it's, so much bureaucracy and then you also have the other option so either go like that or if mm -hmm. you've got money you just say fuck all this you cut out the middleman you go to somebody that's got power you give them the bill and they do whatever the good. fuck they need to do and you're good right so it was that duality that i was like jesus like i get yeah this happens in canada but i was never of the economy to be able to do that in Canada. You to know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, you if you're going to do that, like bribe a cop in Canada, you're not going to do it with, out there, they're doing it with 100 cords. So we're talking like less than five bucks American. You know what I mean? Try try giving a cop out here five bucks Canadian. Pretty <laughs> you're sure you'll going get away pretty quick, right? Like, laugh that and put in cuffs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's yeah. no way. So little things like that, that it's like you see and you kind of start getting accustomed to that way of life yeah so it's like out here i grew up scared of cops out there no respect for them like i don't even think twice about it. i see a cop yeah whatever yeah me as a martial artist i was better trained we, we were training cops like we were helping them get better law enforcement like, down there is either corrupt or a joke yeah pretty yeah. much that's that's how yeah. it was right so that culture shock also got to me too right yeah so i was like this is so weird like just trying to adapt that you can do more things, more stupid things like drink and drive and stuff like that because you can bribe your way out or you can do whatever, right? So that was definitely a culture shock. I've, I've got a story when, when you're done about like my interaction with a cop down there. Yeah, I've yeah. had a couple fun ones. Man. I even I even put one in an arm bar. Did you? Well, yeah. not, not in like a juice, but like I just, you know, yeah. put him in a quick arm bar because he grabbed my stomach. <laughs> like yeah i was a little chubby because yeah, yeah, you know yeah. i had just gotten back in i had taken like a three-month hiatus <laughs> i'm back in i had just gotten out of krav yeah. and a guy crashed me so we're sitting there because you know that's another culture thing out there you gotta wait for the cops to show up to the crash site they measure they do all this stuff and then they declare who who's culpable so as i'm there you know the guy's like the cops telling me he's like yo man you know we know you won because you got hit from behind and stuff he's like why don't you just help us out he's like you know just give us a little help for 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 la coca-cola and, and el pan right and i'm like sure you guys i, I got you and then he's yeah. like yeah he's like we know you got more than enough and he grabbed my touch my stomach like patted my tummy and i'm like oh yeah so quickly and i put him in 
And he's like, hey, the yeah. other guy got all scared. I'm like, see? Yeah. I'm like, if you guys come to the Krav class with us, these are the things you're going to learn, right? But I got him and I freaking jacked his arm up pretty yeah. good. Like, he was like, oh, after that. But I was like, dude, you don't touch anything. Like, what are you doing even touching me? Like, That's messed, man. I, for us, it was more, um, I was down there. This is the first time I had taken my wife at the time. So we went out with, with a few cousins out to the bar. This is near uh, Chichigalpa. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's late night. We're driving back home. I'm the only one that's pretty sober left, right? So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll get us back. I can kind of navigate this. It's <laughs> late night. So I'm kind of guessing, kind of not. And uh, my cousin, who's the local to there, she's like passed out in the backseat of the car, right? She's nice. done. Of course. And uh, here, here's a little background. So my cousin's dad, without giving away any names, he runs a... Um, uh, sugarcane factory down there Dope. and so he's one of the biggest employers of Chichigalpa right so mm-hmm. in Chichigalpa small town but he's a big deal there right yeah yeah he's he's just known because he's employs he's 80 percent of the people if not more um so we're on our way back to Chichigalpa from uh I think it was Chinandega and uh I get you know we get to a, a, a stop by the police right yeah I'm okay I know I'm okay and uh officer is like hey um we need 20 bucks for gas and i i was just like what right <laughs> like 20 bucks for gas yeah no tenemos gasolina right yeah like, are you kidding me right so <laughs> becky's in the front seat with me wife and my cousin's in the back and i'm like no not the way that I'm like i'm not giving you 20 bucks uh. right so then he's like well no i can my cousin wakes up because she hears the commotion and she's just like, she's like, Eddie, like, give, give him, him the t- money. Just give him the money. And then she turns to him. She's like, yo soy la, la hija de blah, 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 blah. Like, here's your money. Just so you know. Peace. Yeah, yeah, peace. Okay, muchas gracias. So she tells me, she's just like, down here. And she's like, you don't give those 20 bucks. They, they're partnered up with another group that will pull you over, take everything from you. For sure. And he's like, that 20 bucks was your ticket to get home. Freedom. You yeah. know, so she's like, just do it. Right. It's 20 bucks is nothing for you. So I was like, Whoosh, OK, yeah. see that that's when you're when see, because I was in Managua, right? I was in the main city. Yeah. It's harder for them to do that, but they can do. Something yeah. Like yeah. That. I was the Chichigalpa is a small but, town, right? Oh, yeah, man. I was once uh, with the buddy and we're out there and we're coming back. And same thing. I got pulled over. Yeah. And they're on me. They pulled two me and another guy. The guy in front of me was swerving like crazy. I'm good because I haven't really drank. So I had we were going to drop off um, a girlfriend and she couldn't get in. Mm-hmm. So we had to go back to the crib. And as I get pulled over, the cop's talking to me, tries to get me to pop my trunk and everything. I'm like, yeah, go pop the trunk. We got nothing, bro. Don't yeah. worry. He's like, yeah, we heard that a vehicle like yours is bringing drugs and stuff. I'm like, really? Is a vehicle like mine? This piece of shit. This thing's bringing in drugs? Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, let's go check. Let's go. I'm like, I got no issues with nothing. We got no alcohol in the car, no drugs, no nothing. I'm like, yeah. Let's do this. I will be nice to you because I know you're infringing on my rights right now. You can't even be doing this, but I'll be nice to you. Sorry, rights in Nicaragua? What? Yeah, I do have rights. Yeah. I got money. I got rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, yeah, I was like, I know the law out here. Yeah. I'm like, if I want, I could call my lawyer right now. You could talk to him. But I didn't want to be an asshole. So I'm like, yeah, sure, we'll check, whatever. Da, da, da. As he's popping my trunk, 
half a block away at the bar, you just hear boom, 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 boom. Shots. Shots just going off. And then you hear pop, pop, back. I'm like, oh, there's something going on. Yeah. And the cop, no reaction. Like he didn't even hear them at all. And I'm looking at him like, dude, uh, don't you got to go investigate that? Like what's going on? He's like, like it's okay so he walks over to his other buddy Mm -hmm. there was another cop on the bench like i don't know 10 feet away lying down just relaxing just relaxing i'm like so he goes over he kicks the guy he's like hey get up he's like there were shots fired 15 minute break yeah he's like go 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 investigate what's going on there i'm gonna stick with this guy he stuck with me trying to get me my i refuse i had the money but I, and I knew, and I was like, nah, I refuse to give this motherfucker anything. Yeah. And I had a whole bunch of money in my wallet. And so I'm you like, you think, know what? You would think that uh, gunshots would be more oh, no. safety and security, of might be more important not. than pulling this random dude over. Of course not, because they saw that we had money. They saw yeah. that we were not from there. Yeah. They can tell by the clothes you're wearing. The way if, you speak, everything. Dude, if you wear shorts, nobody from there wears shorts. Everybody yeah. wears jeans. Everybody wears pants. They're used to That's the right. heat, right? So if you're walking around wearing shorts, they're like, oh, yeah, this guy's North American, right? If you walk around in a beater, ah, this guy's North American. Even the brands you wear, because there's only certain brands that are out there usually, right? Like Aeropostal and stuff like that mm-hmm. are more known brands and bigger brands. So if you go wearing it hardy and stuff like they're like, oh, yeah, this guy's from here. You know what? Here. I've never thought about that, like the shorts and tank top. Like every time I go down, that's pretty much all I wear, right? Yeah. But... That lets I probably know. stink out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And if you they're, got tattoos, they're used to that. If you got tattoos too, buddy. I had people would walk. I had ladies would cross the street from me if I walked down the street with tank top on. Because of my It's been a while since I've gone, but I feel like tattoos are becoming more normal there. They are, but it depends on what you look like. So out here, yeah. the haircuts, you know, out here that you get your, you know, the buzz cut, like the daddy Yankee type fade and all that kind of stuff. That was normal out here, right? And everybody, you know, muscle shirts and MMA and all that kind of stuff. That was the normal look out here. Mm-hmm. You go out there. Or sorry, that that was the gangster look out here back in the day, right? Yeah. The Ed Hardy out, shirts, whatever. Yeah. You go out there, that is the clean cut, good boy look. So because I had long hair tied up and tattoos, I was considered the gangster out there. Interesting. So when I went out there and then I ended like after fighting and everything, I, I learned the hard way not to have long hair when you fight because it can be used very <laughs> against you yeah. in a fight. So I ended up shaving my head and getting the fade and everything. And then out there, I was the pretty boy. But then coming back out here. It's the gangster look, right? Yeah. So I always thought that's another culture shock too. How it's so backward. It's like what the fuck? How you're, how you look, and how you present yourself, and yeah, yeah. yeah you gotta, you, you gotta adjust. You gotta even remember, smoking weed out there, you might as well be a heroin addict. Yes. Because that's the equivalent. Still, right? right? Still, it's yeah. the stigma out there. Oh my God, weed and this and that. You go yeah. to the rest of the world, like, wh- wh- how is it? Oh, you're in Canada. It's no legal. Yeah. You know what? He gives a fuck, but out there you might as well be shooting up in and out you're the you're the chavalo you're the, yeah you're the yeah. bad boy you're the yeah. bad guy you're all that right so that was a big culture shock as well not just the like police and all that kind of stuff oh and to finish the story the motherfucker stayed there and harassed me until i ended up giving him a hundred courts like i was just like even a buddy's like 
just fucking give him the money. Let's mm-hmm. get the fuck. Like, we've been here 45 minutes, man. Like, he ain't gonna let, he's looking for anything. He's just trying to check my wheel wells and shit. Yeah. And like, I'm like, he wasn't on, gonna bro. be like, without money. No, he wasn't. So I was yeah. like, whatever, bro, here. Like, yeah. I just tossed it. Didn't even give it to him. Just thought, here you go, man. We got in the car and bounced. At least he let him pick it up, man. I'm telling you, man. It's (laughs) my fear of cops disappeared. Yeah. Some reason when I came back to Canada, it's like that all came back. (laughs) All that PTSD, just like cops where? Like, oh my god. You know what I mean? For no reason. Yeah. It's just I guess programming from from growing growing up up here, right? For sure. (laughs) But that wasn't the biggest culture shock. The money, bro. The money. In what sense? Well, out there, call centers are like the best paid, right? If, if you don't have any skills, if you would ever call center is a way to go, at least you know English, you're making 500 to 650 a month, depending on bonuses and basic and all that, right? If you hit your metrics and all these kind of things. Mm. 500 to $650 US a month. Are you listening, people? Yes. That is what you earn. Break that shit down. So when I first got there, I was like, okay, I got into a call center easy, of course, right? Mm-hmm. My English and so on and so forth. I could work a computer, blah, blah, blah. When I did the calculations as to what I was earning an hour, when I left here, it was, I think, 11 bucks or 10 something, 11 an hour was minimum. I was making 15. I was making 278 an hour out there. And I was considered like, oh, a good yeah, job. Yeah. Dude, I hit depression, man. I was like, <laughs> I was sitting here. I'd never worked so hard in my yeah. life because at the call, like, you're on the call, you're taking notes, you're doing all this stuff, you're, you're processing, you're doing a shitload of stuff. And yeah. it's slavery. You are there. You're not allowed to leave. You can barely get out of your no desk. No siesta? Yeah, right. What is this, Spain? <laughs> this is the third world, yeah, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. labor is yeah. our biggest commodity, right? So... And you're talking, usually you're there nine hours because you got a half an hour, an hour lunch unpaid. Yeah. Right. So at the commute, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at about 12 hours out of your day. And depending on the shift you're doing, if you're doing the early morning shift, you're there like six, yeah. seven. You know, you're out by 3.30, four. But then you got your trip home, you're hitting traffic, all that stuff. It was literally four hours a day is what I had after work and everything to actually do my own stuff. But and play with my kids. A, as little as I mean as little as it sounds like you were making, isn't that a lot there? <clears throat> it is a lot there. Yeah. But because of the culture shock right, from where right. I, it, it got me, right? But of course most Nicaraguans are happy with Yeah. With but you seeing like that. that number on of the course, paycheck. To me like, it's like, wait, the? what? Yeah. Like what's going on, right? Of course yeah. after time I got accustomed to to the salaries out there yeah. and what you earn because of, you know, the cost of living and so on and so forth. But even then, like we're talking minimum wage out there is 200 a month yeah. US, which still ain't shit. Like we're inflation. It's just like out here, right? Out here, you could earn three grand a month, but you're paying two grand in rent. And you got a grand left to pay everything else, including food, you know, like. It, yeah, I mean, we don't have to dive in, but times are tough. That's, yeah. That's, times are tough. Um, you know, it's one of my, I don't know if I want to call it like regrets in life, but like, um, maybe a bucket list item is like 
you know, I was born in Nicaragua, but I don't really remember it, right? I came up here when I, I left the country when I was like two or yeah. three, mm-hmm. you know, spent some time in LA and then ended up moving out here. Um, but to like, I would love to be able to spend like six months or something, a year out there just to kind of ingrain myself in that culture. Retire, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like that's something that's I, I've talked plan. to my, like my, you know, friend of the show, my wife, I've talked to her about it. And it's just like, man, that's something that I think we're both on the same page to eventually do one day when, you know, retirement age, whatever. But like, just go back there, really enjoy where I came from. You know what I mean? And just get to know the country, everything like. um, So, you know, I grew up practically every summer, almost every summer. We would go out there to like visit family. Right. That was kind of our spot. We either went there or we went Florida. And um, but the way we would go was yeah you would spend three weeks maybe a month down there but it was always like just hanging out with family right hang family dinner family dinner family dinner family just and so i never really got to know the country outside of like chinandega manawa right Mm -hmm. those were our places you didn't go and explore yeah and so when i finally i got married my wife's not nicaraguan so our one of our first plans was like hey we're gonna go down there i want you to meet some a lot of my family it's mostly my dad's side of the family and um but I'm like, I told her, like, I don't want to do what I used to do. I'm like, I need to, like, get explore. to know my country and explore yeah. it. So we purposely, like, made it, you know, we created our itinerary. And we're just like, half the time, we were with family. We were there for almost just over three weeks. And our family knew where we were going to be at all times. And, like, we planned dinners and that kind of thing. Half the time, we were exploring from like Esteli to San Juan del Sur to like, you know, just Rivas, like everywhere, places I had never seen in my life, right? Did you go to the Castillo? The Castillo, yeah, yeah, like it was awesome. It was like probably still, you know, and I, I, we love traveling, so we've we've got around. Still one of my favorite trips we've ever done. It was like super like backpacking kind of style. Was that the one that that we met you guys up? Yeah, yeah, I met you down there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We We had the pineapple. The pineapple. Hell yeah, buddy. Yeah. I still dream about that. That trip was uh, one of my favorite trips and we had such a blast. And then, you know, ever since we came back, we're like, when are we going to do it again? Right. And, you know, times are, are what they are down there. So it's like it's we're not inclined to go back quite yet, especially with our daughter. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I can't wait to make that happen to like just spend time there, you know, really get ingrained in, in, in where I'm from and, and do that. Hell so, yeah, man. Yeah. I got to say, like, I, lo- I I probably wouldn't have come back if, if war hadn't, you know, civil mm-hmm. unrest hadn't broken out out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of things went down and the, it's not getting better, but the tourists are not touched. Let's put it that way, right? I like, hear that. I hear you know that. that I mean? we, we live off of tourism. Yeah. Most touristic places that live off of tourism, they're not touched. And it's politics, right? It's not in right? their best so, interest. Well, not just that. Like with, with people that are visitors and stuff, they're not going to get into politics. Like right. nobody's going to get in there and start picking a side and this and that. You're just there to explore, to visit, and to see the sites, right? So yeah. what difference does it make? It's like when you go to the Middle East... Or when people travel to other countries that have had civil unrest, right? It's the same thing. Nobody goes into Mexico picking a picking a cartel that they're going to side with, right? Like, you just yeah. go into Mexico to explore and to do your thing, see the ruins, whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then get out. So that kind of thing, it's safe. It was the safest country in all of Latin America for the longest time. 
after things popped off, it, it got less safe. But since things have calmed down, you're seeing industry coming back and stuff like that. Um, times are harder because, yeah, the you know, state COVID, of the countries and, and yeah, yeah, and still there's civil unrest and stuff going on. But as long as you don't go get into it, then nothing's gonna happen, right? Like, yeah. don't look for it. You shouldn't have any issues. It's not like it was before where there was is everywhere and there was fighting and stuff going on it's not quite like that anymore so maybe it is not a bad time to take my girl down and take my well it'll wife. be a cheap time yeah and then that yeah. says although things have gone up right the cost of living has gone up and everything due to supply chains and then due to all the civil unrest issues the last thing that that ortega did is um i don't know if you've been keeping up to date but now the university la uca the jesuit university they took all the funding away they're saying that that they're backed by terrorists and pretty much making any excuse to to steal and to keep all that right oh, so that he's sucks. been doing that banks have been going and stuff like that yeah so it is shitty but there's a lot of expats out there a lot of expats out there like a lot of people from what we were saying with retirement right with what you get for a pension here you might not be able to survive out here you take it there, but though? you take Ooh. it there though, and you'll be living good yeah. for the rest of your while, right? Yeah. Like if if your pension, let's say between two people, you're making over a thousand in pension a month, you're more than good living out there, right? Yeah. If you already invested in your own little house and you've already got your house paid off and stuff, and all you're gonna do is go out there and live, literally, like with those thousand bucks, you're just gonna pay, you know, water, electricity, food, cable, and all that. You're good. You sounds like a dream. Yeah, well, that's yeah, what I mean, honestly. right? And then you just travel. You can go here, there. You can go, yeah. you know, you want to go to the Flor de Caña factory and take a tour again and yeah. just go do I it, I did right? last time I was there. It's awesome. Yeah, it I is. loved it. It's a yeah. great tour. It is a great tour. Yeah. Anyone out there listening, if you go to Nicaragua, we recommend the Flor de Caña factory. Mm-hmm. Great tour. Yeah, um, I also recommend Los Cañones. And, uh, yeah, the Somoto. Yeah, Somoto. Awesome, awesome. Granion. Yeah. Yes, the U.S. has a Grand Canyon. We do too. And ours, you can go in a river yeah. with tires, with the tubes, and go floating down that river. Yeah. It is dope. I You can repel down. It. Like you can, there's so many things. Yeah, yeah they, they've got that. a bunch of activities now yeah. that you can do. It was and, more limited. Uh, San Juan del Sur is such a fucking cool town, man. I it's loved dope. It. Yeah. But go to like Tola and yeah. go to other places where it's here. I am going to plug this in. <laughs> For everybody who knows and doesn't know, yeah. go visit Corn Island. Yes, Nicaragua, we have a heavy Caribbean coast. If you don't know about our Caribe, you need to find out. Go to Corn Island, Big Corn, Little Corn, um, hit up Bluefields, Laguna Perla, the Pearl Lagoon. There's so many areas out in the Caribbean that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Everyone needs to check it out and uh, go take a look if you get a chance. I definitely recommend it. For the moment, um, we're just going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. So um, I was just going to say, you know, the, the Corn Islands Caribbean coast, that's, I, haven't, I haven't done it. Dude, I recommend it. Yeah. I spent a lot of time out there. Fucking loved it, man. Well, plus, because, you know, I was doing music, right? So I went out there and I was working with a Bluefield sound system. Yeah. So I went to Bluefields first. I was chilling there for a couple weeks and making music with people on, on my album, um, Eternal Love, which is Yo Soy David G, that album. 
It's on there. Uh, it's with Rocco and Cali Boom. So it's called Fight Then Leave We. Mm-hmm. And it was produced like, we were literally, we we're just sitting in the studio and we're like, yeah, let's get a track going. Like, what are we waiting for? You yeah. know, because they were doing the social thing as well. Just like I was doing out here, you know, giving a studio to kids that want to learn, that don't have resources to go and, you know, go to school for this stuff, stuff like that. And it was run, it was created by these two U.S. dudes. Um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on one. No, Alexander, and I'm blanking on the other buddy's name. Sorry, bro. <laughs> but they were killing it, man. It was a great spot. They had all these computers set up, all these instruments. Yeah. Kids would go and learn music and stuff like that. And they had a studio that they could record at, too. So we're sitting there, and Rocco's just like, let's do the track. Let's do some." Yeah. He's like, okay, let's do it. And of course, you know, right? And we're chilling. He starts, dunk, dunk, dunk. I'm like, I like that. I like that. What, what, what can we do with that, right? So he just started playing. He started playing it. He's nice. recorded, recorded, recorded. In like five minutes, this guy made the beat i was like jesus like amazing of course he's a real musician like been doing this 25 years already or more toured around like even toured with uh with whalers and all that like that's cool real caribbean dude like old school feel like boom five minutes had the beat done and he just starts singing roots roots and culture yeah so giving you that like real Caribbean vibe, oh, hell real yeah. vibe into your music. That's and just awesome. before that, we had gone like um, we had gone to the farm to Cali Boom's cousin's farm, and it was all natural, bro. Like I know I've talked about this, I think on Nasty Things podcast, but it was one of the greatest experiences of my life seeing that because it was like hella natural. We went to a farm, we dug up cassava root, which I had never done that yuca. We hunted yuca. I was like, how do you hunt? So he showed me. He's like, nah, dude, you look for this. This is sprouting like this. This is like that. That's what it looks like. Yeah. I was like, what the craziness? Okay. So we went, we hunted the yuca. We grabbed it. Um, he already had the, we had just fished. So we fished before, mm-hmm. grabbed the fish, made the yuca, and then dude climbed up a tree. No safety, no, not like a coconut tree. Yeah. Just threw a coconut down and then climbed back down. I was like, looking at him like, dude, how in the fuck did you just do that? No such thing as safety standards. No, nothing. Like just (laughs) grabbed a couple of uh, plantain leaves and then we went back because there was this little hut right there just off the cliff. And that's where his girl made the rondon like fresh, like fresh fish, coconut veggies all done right there it was wicked we just chilled we blazed we mm-hmm. drinked we fucking hung out in hammocks oh, wrote you know, raps that's another thing i missed not you brought that up is like a carne asada man oh, just like hell a, yeah well not a carne asada a fritanga a fritanga just oh just um it was quite a few it was a few years ago i went to florida with my wife um and we went to a fritanga down there right loved it but like i've been craving that so badly since, yeah. since florida since nicaragua <clears throat> so we're going to uh la coming up here soon in a couple months and like that's number you one you gotta go man i gotta, gotta go, go to a nica restaurant a and go get a man. get a carne asada somewhere yeah. some platano queso frito right i've yes. had it in vegas i've had it in um in san francisco mm-hmm. miami there's nothing like that here eh in, in vancouver unfortunately everyone that's tried to do it it's it's broke you know what though I guarantee you a food truck, 
of fritanga would work because it is street food that's what it's supposed to be and i think the problem is is people have tried to put it into the restaurant and it doesn't quite translate because when you see a fritanga out there so so yeah so everybody knows a fritanga is basically it's kind of like a street food place it might be in a house it might be in a garage it might be in just under a tent (laughs) on the side of the street yeah but it's this kind of fast food service like it's got you know like the glass and the little um you got the heated you know, like, trays and then yeah like, exactly the heated trays yeah out there and everything and then you've got like a grill and that's yeah. where they're grilling the meat and usually in a big freaking comal in a big porra they're making the gallo pinto yes you know what i mean and frying the cheese so you got like the hot plate and the grill section there in this grill that they put out there and then you got all the rest and then they just keep you know replacing it new gallo pinto coming out putting it on the hot pans and then selling it to people in yeah. styrofoam <laughs> stuff like you go you order you say what you want yeah, they already pack like it ready to go plate no but there's there's there tables and yeah. chairs yeah and shift, you can of. sit down if you feel like eating there but usually it's like here you go uh, up to you yo you got people standing there eating yeah half the time too right so i think it would translate better as a food truck food as opposed to a restaurant i agree with you i think you're right i think that would be the way to go if you wanted to do it up here as far as like um we should we should try to get an investment going yeah, on see if man. we could pull that like out the ingredients you think like queso frito all that kind of stuff you can- yeah we, easy we should call Burman. Yeah, we'll get Burma because we've always thought about this. We wanted yeah. to do one in Miami too. She hit him up, be like, "Yo, yeah, nasty fritanga." Yeah, <laughs> shout out to the Birdman out yeah. in Miami. Shout yeah. outs. Sorry, my dog is uh, losing his shit. Yeah, so you guys, um, for those who don't know, we've got a, another special guest here. She is a pug terrier. Yeah, pug terrier mix, little cutie. But she's going off a little bit. <laughs> so she's she's just craving attention. So, but she's calm now. She's chilling. Yeah, she's a big suck. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I hear you. The cuisine is definitely something that that's it, missed. Like I, it's something I miss, man. Like that and and just um, yeah. I mean the cuisine first of all, and then like the vibe, everything. So, I, I'm 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 uh. I'm due. I'm due for some Nicaragua time. That's, that's the way I put it. <laughs> I feel you, man. That makes two of us. It's been a long... Yo, I left. I haven't been there since 2019. Yeah. It's I think it was... Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It was like 15 for me, 2015. Yeah, it's yeah, been it a before, bigger minute. It was before my daughter was born. So, yeah, it's been a bit. See, that'd be cool. Like... Oh man, we should try to get a trip together and yeah. that, that way the kids can all explore stuff. Because there's wicked things out there. Like there's this dope restaurant. I forget what it's called. But I can find out the name after. That has monkeys. So you know those those we howlers? We went. Did you I guys go? I forget the name, but we went. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah we... see that was a fun place. Like the kids like that. Yes. To, to see the monkeys and stuff. And they're like, yo, that's... that's what Some of them are freaking big, man. They freaked me out. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you're as big as me, bro. Like what's going on here? Like <laughs> one wrong move. And yeah. I, I didn't feel you like... You don't want to mess. Yeah, I was like, okay, keep your distance. Yeah. Like... People just walking like la 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 through the monkeys. When you uh, came back to Canada, was there 
another like culture shock adjustment or was it more like, all right, I'm back home? I wish there was a total culture yeah. shock adjustment. I felt like, um, you know, the whole Machiavelli thing, right? Dead seven years coming back. Uh, a lot of people I knew had left. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that did the same thing. They bounced out to other places and stuff, living in, you know, either interior or another country. Um, a lot of things had changed. Yeah. Like houses that I used to see, like Broadway. I, I grew up, man, all over East Van. Like for anyone that doesn't know, I was a little hermit. We used to move around all the time. So I grew up in, in all the hoods out yeah, here. Like too. 41st Projects, I was there for a long time. And then out on Main and 33rd, and then we were down on Night, just off of 33rd. You did move There's around. There's a lot of 33rd and a lot of uh, King Edward yeah. as well. And then the majority, like my whole, you know, before high school, I grew up just off of Main Street and uh, Main and 12th, right? To Main and 16th, like the Mount Pleasant area, that was my whole thing. That community center that was right beside my elementary school, Simon Fraser, yeah, is is gone. That was moved now to to that little kind of like um, funnel where Kingsway and Main meet. Okay. So that's the new community center there. Like, you know, so things like that that the face of the city itself has changed. Now with all the houses being knocked down, like I used to go off of Broadway all the time, Skeena projects and stuff, mm-hmm. and all that's changed like all i see is apartment buildings popping up now yeah you know like where two three houses used to be now there's apartments yeah developments and gentrification oh hell yeah for every single so when i came back i was like what the fuck is all this like so much has changed so i was surprised it felt like it was i i was trying to go home but I was somewhere else. You were coming back to a new place. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And even connections, like a lot, like I said, a lot of people grew up, a lot of people moved on. So yeah, people had families. Yeah, like, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of things had changed. So it was quite a bit of a shock. Glad to be back, though. Yeah. 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 Actually, it, it was weird because I never thought I was gonna come back to live. Like, it seemed like something so surreal because I was loving it out there. Yeah. It was dope. Life was good. But, yeah, I would have dreams and stuff that I was like, I would picture that I was here, Metro and stuff like that. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, that's got to be crazy memories and stuff. And then, boom, I'm here. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) You know, it's funny. Like, I I grew up, like, going to Metro all the time. I can't stand that place now. Like, I can't. Me neither, man. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, if there's something, an errand I got to do there with my wife, whatever, I want to be in and out as quickly as possible. You know, like, I, I put a time limit. I like, try to avoid it. Yeah. At all I, costs. I Especially going by place. train. Yeah. I've had to do it, like, when we first came back and stuff. Yeah. Go there and go by train and everything. Because we were living off of, uh, just on Burnaby. Off of, um, oh, my God. Uh, in Burnaby? Yeah. Spaced out right there. Um, well, whatever. It's anyways, in Burnaby somewhere. Close to, close to Metro. So we yeah. were going quite a bit. And it was like, when that shooting happened and stuff out yeah. there, we had just been there. Like, we saw the dude running by and that shit. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. Like, 
welcome to East Van. I'm like, wait, I'm not in East Van. What the fuck is going on? Like, it's I am spread out. Yeah, now. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I remember like Ray Camp projects and all. You know, growing up in the PJs out here and having buddies from everywhere, from all the other PJs, you saw stuff, right? Yeah. And it's like you knew what neighborhoods you to were going avoid, into, which ones to yeah, go to, what to, and what to expect when yes. you were there. Yeah. But now everything has changed. Like I feel. Like those neighborhoods kind of got a lot wider and more far spread than yeah they than did they or, or there was like or they've been gentrified and now they're completely different yeah some, some of these neighborhoods right yeah um yeah that's I, true. I can't speak to like neighborhoods i grew up in but like i know i think it's more accurate to say like the neighborhoods have grown like it's more widened like you said yeah but there are like areas that are like you know we grew up in that you just didn't want to go to and now they're safe and now they're like yeah. completely different kind of well uh, you know everybody always used to joke about surrey right yeah, yeah and now you're looking at surrey and it's like it's got a downtown and it's got these big towers and mm -hmm. it's totally gentrified it's in totally, some areas it's, it's, in some areas there's still areas that you don't want to go into of course it seems like gentrification just means funneling the people you don't want to a <laughs> spot that you're okay with them being, yeah right yeah. like example the lower east side right east hastings like my mom used to hate it she despised it because coming home from school i had a couple routes i could take right yeah so depending with what buddies were going what way i'd take that route and she would hate it when i would take maze down to east hastings and then on hastings i'd grab that bus to go up renfrew right because mm -hmm. it would swoop down and then go up renfrew she hated it real, real yeah, she's like <laughs> she's like why would you go there yeah, if you yeah. don't have to i'm like it's not that I, i'm like first of all i'm not by myself like we're a group of six yeah coming home from school and because a lot of the guys pass by that route right going two other ways like they take that one so we mm. all take it together and we're safe we're good and we're the last two to get off anyways yeah but she was never down. She's like, why do you got to go around That's that That's a good area? parent. That's a good mom. No, for sure. And I get it. I get it. I'd be saying yeah. the same thing to my kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I remember one of the first times that uh, my wife came out here. She, I took her down that side. Yeah. For her to see, right? Because she had seen it just by car. And she's like, what is this? Like, you don't see this out in places like where we're from mm -hmm. it's not as common to be seeing all this drug use and stuff right you get your drunks and they're sure. all over the place drunks homelessness but yeah like but no no homeless are freezing like, out there right yeah. everything is warm a drunk falls asleep in the park he wakes up the next day and keeps it's going fine. yeah you know here it's uh open hard drug use you yeah. know like skid row style yeah yeah so which can be really um eye-opening for some right that's if you've never sure. been exposed to it like your wife right seeing that for the first time must have been like whoa well we we walked by literal deal like in front of us dealer and addict made a deal she turned around into the doorway Put it in her pipe, lit it, and started smoking. Mm -hmm. Like, just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I noticed the whole thing go down. She didn't. She just looked, and she kind of saw, like, oh, shit, what's she doing? And I just kept, you know, I'm like, keep it moving. Just keep it going. Yeah. So I kept going, and I told her about it later. I'm like, you didn't see the, like, they literally, like, 
you couldn't it to a non-trained eye or someone who's not being around that you can't really tell like they just kind of cross yeah. paths but i saw it and then boom right away she turned around and started doing it that was a shock to her right like that was total like wow open drug use like what is going on here and to me i was just like eh, i didn't really bat an eye. like it was yeah. just me it's yeah. it just normal right the, the other thing i find that like maybe it's not like we get trained to do it but living in north america you kind of like you turn to like look the other way like you learn how to do that yeah i feel like we just kind of get used to seeing shit that we shouldn't be seeing and just like oh, it's not happening to me and this, you just keep gawking you desensitized know, you keep, right yeah and it's it's unfortunate because like we probably should be you know we don't want to put yourself in harm's way but like you also look out for your 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 fellow man right mm -hmm. but that doesn't seem to be a thing here it's just like everyone's so busy with their own lives that to kind of interfere to try to help somebody else seems like such a daunting task and i think people get used to just yeah no nah, man it's not me so i'm gonna keep moving on you know yeah that's that, tough that's that's a mentality like uh in my track with prince he american yeah. dreaming he actually hits on that right does he um specifically because he's like you know i met a little girl says she could whip her hair gave her a book watched her sit and stare mm -hmm. you know like he hits on on the mentality of you know um i don't care about y'all because i got mine yeah right like that whole selfish mentality which is something for sure man this is unfortunately what we're living in right everybody's yeah. self-absorbed everybody everybody's a 10 and god's gift to earth at this point right that's what the internet yeah tells and you. i can only speak to my experience in like canada north america style but like i feel like it's pretty rampant i, I don't know how if there's more of a community feeling in the country of nicaragua and that kind of thing but like you know i feel like here for sure is is, is life is moving so fast yeah that like every like i don't think you even have time to look out for your fellow man here you know what i mean like you have to it, it it's effort to yeah. try to like help people out it's effort to try to get yourself involved in stuff here is like exactly you do your nine it's to five work. then you got to get home and get ready for the next day you got children you got wife you got like career it's just maybe too fast sometimes for sure and i do feel that it was a little chiller out there to a certain extent but i think it's equivalent right no matter where you go like for example the perspective of many people out there is if you're from here you're rich yeah and then out here you're like bro i'm as broke I'm as you or buy. fucking worse yeah where i'm at but you don't see that because you think i'm living in a fucking mansion just because I'm out here. That's not reality, right? Yeah. Which, unfortunately, I don't know if you've been hearing what's going on with, like, the suicide rates of uh, immigrants, especially Nicaraguenses going on in, in the States and in no, other places. There's been a big issue of suicide, right? Because they've been going... Um, no, I haven't heard that. <clears throat> they've been going with, um, with that thought of, oh, my God. I'm going to make money, I'm going to this and that, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll be balling. Like, they believe, right? Like, what they see on TV and all that stuff. Yeah. The reality is very different. Excuse me. Um, the reality is very different in that sense because what they actually come to is not what they thought. 
they were gonna come to oh i we, we can go down a rabbit hole with that we definitely yeah. will but um we're just gonna quickly take another pause and we'll be right back everyone and we're back everybody so going back to what i was saying about um people coming over to the states and and to other countries there's been a suicidal rate going up and it seems to be due to well i'd say a, a big part of what's going on is the fact that a lot of people don't really know the stories of of how people are getting over there and everything right so there's a lot more involved emotionally and a lot more involved uh monetary wise than people think right because you got to remember people are running for a better life that's what they're trying to make for their families and stuff and a lot of times what's going on is you know the the fittest the youngest they're they're the ones that are going out right because they can't so you're getting 18 19 20 21 year olds you know up to like 23 24 um going out and their families are sending them out to go out there so they they go first of all um mojado right they go they go illegally and then of course they got to pay coyotes they got to pay coyotes to get them across and all this stuff so let's say like their family takes a loan out to get them out there and that loan so they're already like paying ten thousand bucks just to get across right promises from the coyotes or whatever um they make it across and then what they get held up you know maybe cartels whatever and they get held for ransom and their family's told yo you gotta pay us another three or we're not letting them go what blah 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 and so the family goes and gets another loan or whatever and then they pay so the guy gets released and then he gets released and what happens you get to the border and get to the border you get arrested right you get held in the cells until they they finally let you go and now now what you're an illegal inside so you still owe all this money your family's home you're by yourself you might not know anybody or you just know a buddies and you're gonna go meet up with buddies or family or whatever that's out there ghosts ghosts live here okay yeah. i was gonna say that's trippy yeah. so you go out there and so now you're in this place you don't even know uh let's say you know you got in wherever they they let you out in texas but you, you're actually trying to get to cali because that's where your family is so now you got to find your way over there you make your way over there and now what you're living as an illegal so now you got to go get a job i'm not sure what minimum wage is out there but let's use as an example ten dollars is minimum wage legal right as an illegal you're making five six yeah an hour you know what i mean because that's the jobs you're getting and i've seen it like i'm um, out in florida and stuff i've seen how they treat them i've seen how a lot of people it's like you, you're dirt you're garbage and that's their own people giving them help you know what i mean like you got latinos treating latinos like that as free labor and stuff yeah. like that just because they're illegal in the states doesn't matter and if it's their own people it's, a, it's about the bottom line yeah right? and, like and that's the whole thing right yeah. so then you got this kid that's never had to live this type of life going to a life like this and then on top of that they got this like okay shit i'm barely making the rent in the room that i'm renting or, or fucking in the couch that i'm sleeping in place i'm paying it to be there you know and what I mean? still got to send money home. Exactly. And I got to send money home to pay that debt off. Like, when am I going to pay this debt off? Never. And then what happens? What if, you know, my, my boss is an asshole and just feels like firing me tomorrow? And then I got to go to another place and try to, you know what I mean? And, and things like that. So a lot of people seem to, like, be losing hope and, and you know. Dude, like, I think, you know, I can't speak to what it's like to live down there and, and be going through you know, real tough times that you're willing to leave your own country. But like, I imagine that 
you look at Canada or the U.S. as like the promised land, right? The land of opportunity. This is how I'm going to change my parents' life or whatever. And you get up here and it's like it's it's not sunshine and rainbows. Like you got to work hard to get what you get. And and, uh, you know, even us, we've grown up here, but we're still grinding. We're still you know trying to make ends meet we're still trying to pay the bills all that kind of stuff we're not living these lavish lifestyles that some people think we are yeah and then you know so they come up here and it's like a rude awakening Mm -hmm. like a real rude awakening and they're not even close to making the amount of money that like that me and you do you know going through schooling and whatever whatever we've done right exactly i can't imagine the amount of pressure to not just make ends meet, but also like, oh, I got to support my family back home too. Exactly. And and that's what they're finding out, right? And that's the issue that's yeah. going on, which it's like they're getting in. Sorry, they're getting into this huge, huge situation Yeah. that is way beyond them. And you know why, right? It's an honorable cause that oh, you're sure. trying to, you know, be the sa- sacrifice yourself and go work hard and do stuff to try to support your family back home honorable for anybody yeah the reality of what sets in once you take that journey though is very different right and and that's the thing that i think people How forget realistic about is it nowadays for sure and yeah. there's a lot of people like they opened up other things like parol out there where you know any family member that's in the states that's actually got residency can sponsor a nicaraguan family member and have them out there i forget the amount of time like two years three years or something yeah but the deal is they got to go back after there is there any way for you to not i don't know you know like that's the whole thing i don't yeah. really know exactly what yeah. what the law says and what they can and can't do but from what i do know is that's the deal right it's kind of like you're allowed to be here for a while till things settle down and then once things settle down you know you make your money you do what you got to do and then you can go back Damn. which i don't even know like does that open you up automatically for a visa if you want to come back or something or if like you know you were doing a good job there and and your company liked you, they should be able to sponsor you or, or do some sort of Maybe thing it opens up you your there, options, right? right? Maybe it's not necessarily like 100% that you have to go back. It's maybe it's more of like, okay, you're, you're about to hit your, your two-year mark or your three-year mark. And if you've done a good job and you've been a good citizen, then maybe, maybe yeah, you your get company to is, is going to have the incentive to like, no, we want to keep this person here and sponsor you or your family can sponsor you or you could start to, maybe it gives you, at least it sounds like, it possibly gives you time to establish yourself before having to go back. Yeah. And that's the whole thing, right? That's, I think the thought behind it, Yeah, which is, it sounds like a good thing all in all. Right. But as we know, everything's got its positives and then it's negatives Mm. and we'll see what actually happens. It might be easier going there legally with that. Right. Cause you get the work permit and all that. Then you don't have to work as an illegal and make less. You know what I mean? There, There might be those perks, right? I don't really know. To be honest, I haven't fully, fully looked into it. I'm just going with what I do know. But that would be a great. Yeah, that's. A great a, thing I feel like sure. that's a start. Yeah, you know, in terms of, as opposed to having people come here illegally and and try to grind it out. Like that sounds horrible. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, and seen many that have done it. Yeah. And yeah. For sure. Uh, we've all known many. Yeah. That have, have have tried to do that, go that route, and it's tough. It's not. Yeah, it's no picnic. Well, not everybody can go the refugee route, right? Definitely not. There's a lot of refugees out there. People forget about that. There's a lot of wars going on out there right now. We don't hear about them living in this sheltered North American bubble. And yes, I do say North American. 
because it is North American bomb. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, you know, my uh, our, the conversation we just had about kind of turning the other cheek and looking away. I think we do hear a lot about all these wars, like with the advancement of Internet. Mm. We hear like it's there, there online. You want to you want to sure. know about the amount of wars that are going on in the world and the amount of travesty and everything. You can you can. But I, there's a lot of people that I'd rather tur- like Whatever. look the other way. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to the reality of let's say this, right? Not everybody is busy. Like you said, yeah, they're yeah. busy living their lives. So there's people like me That's true. who are a little crazy, you know, ill-minded. Yeah. And we like to listen to politics and stuff. Hello, I, you know, degree in, in international relations and politics. Like, of course I listen to politics. It is fucking important. Why? Because when I grew up... Mm-hmm. I didn't give a fuck about, I was whatever, that doesn't affect me. Fuck, who are these guys, right? More important to to know who a celebrity is. Who's Arnie? Who's Sly? Yeah. You know, like, Those Bill are the Clinton, who, right? Like, planet, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's the whole thing. I could care less. Yeah. But as I grew and I started to understand more about the system we live in, I started to realize that that is way more important than anything else. Like, how is it that I knew celebrities' names, but I didn't know who the hell was in charge of what I can and can't do? Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit, I don't even want to say ashamed to say, but I don't follow politics nearly as closely as I do. And I just, I'm of the opinion of what's the difference whether I follow it or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, maybe if I actually did, I might learn that, like, okay, it's good to be informed and that kind of thing. I'm not saying it's bad to be informed, but I, I know on my part, I'm not doing, you know, I'm not doing my research. You're not, not putting just that sort effort of, in. I feel like I'm at the whim of their <laughs> decisions anyway, so I'm like, whatever, man. Because this to is a what certain I find. extent, yeah. it is true. It and is this true. is what we I find, too, is I find that the people, and I'm, I'm not trying to lump everybody in into one group, but I feel like a lot of people that, follow politics that are really into politics are always unhappy with politics <laughs> and so I'm like, like do course. i want to be you know what's the point of i think politics this? is yeah. unhappiness bro like right. it's it's yeah. not the same as politicking and actually talking like what we're doing right yeah. now and you know exploring ideas and stuff Pol- you can see the agendas you can see that and you can see through those veils the majority of people i'm talking about the actual like when they're we're throwing policies around mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. talking about more the external affairs and the external policies that we do. Like, you know, there's, we can't feed our homeless, but we've got billions of dollars to go to war. It's like, right. how does that make sense, bro? Like yeah. the allocation of money. Yeah, and, exactly. And what's being prioritized as a project manager, I get offended because <laughs> you know, it's all about efficiency. Yeah. And that is very inefficient. Oh, we lost this many trillions of dollars and accidentally sent them this way. What? Yeah. Like I know that at my job, if I lost a hundred dollars, I'd have to answer to somebody, let alone a trillion. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or a billion or however fucking much disappears every once in a while. Can, can I throw in the, uh, you're making me think of uh, geek talk, but uh, MCU, Captain America Civil War, that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. When they're introducing the registration act uh-huh. and they're having this discussion and they're talking with a politician and he's just like, you know, if I lost two nuclear missiles, he's like, I'd have to answer to it. Right. Yeah. He's like, can you tell me where Thor and Hulk are right now? <laughs> And they're like, yep. no, we can't. They're like, yeah, like that's why you need, like, we need control, right? Of course. And, like, and that point, when I was like, 
That's a good point. It is right? a very good point. <laughs> in the superhero like, world. Like, like if I had something that's as powerful as Thor or Hulk, I should probably know where they're at. Yeah, right? Yeah, and where you they would stand. think. Yeah. Are they on Earth? Are they off Earth? Where are they going? Like, what yeah. are they doing? What, yeah, what's like going if on? I had a, a, a catalog of nuclear bombs, I should probably know where they're going to be. For sure. But here's the reality. The reality is we've, we've had this conversation before about conspiracy theories and stuff. Yeah. That it's hard to believe that so many people are so efficient at keeping yeah. the secret, right? Yeah. So it, you yeah. would think that they would have control, but the truth is, you know, nukes go missing, things happen, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and stuff like that happens, and we just don't hear about it. I believe, I've always told David this, and I've told other people, I believe more in incompetency than I do in conspiracy theories. <laughs> For like, sure. I think that people are more likely to fuck up than they are to, like, we're controlling the world and whatever. I'm like, my building manager can barely control the construction site. Now you're asking me, <laughs> telling me that these politicians know, like, all oh, oh, these secrets... I'm like, no, man, people are just dumb and everybody's just trying to make it by and we're all trying to get by and figure it out. And sometimes stupid things happen that are out of our control. For sure. But it's nice to imagine and have fun. Oh, yeah. And the reality is all of these conspiracies, like you say, majority of them, some the ones that have happened and all that, it is more due to incompetency yeah, than yeah. anything. Like people know, let's go with the biggest one, the newest one, right? COVID. Yeah. Okay. We know now. Lab leak. Duh, was that not said in the first place? It's like, come on, what was the most obvious answer? It's it's Occam's razor, right? Like mm-hmm. where the most obvious answer is is usually the correct one. Probably. Yeah. Um d- incompetence. Yeah. And that's what it fell down to. Incompetence, which is fine. Assume responsibility, like, damn, I teach my kids this. How is it all these b- adults don't know it, right? Like yeah. assume responsibility, we fucked up. It's happened a couple times before. We were trying to take good measures. We fucked up big time this time, and, and it went worldwide. We're sorry, and let's do something about yeah, it, we'll right? figure it out together now. Yeah, like, but, yeah. but no accountability, no nothing. It's kind of like, you know, with Hillary and um, and Trump, right? Yeah. The Russian collusion and this and that. They got they got tried. They got, some, you know, slap on the wrist. Don't do it again. That's it. That's it. Just, yeah. You got it's enough so money, you don't do it again. Take accountability. All right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 We did it. What? Yeah. It's like, okay, don't do it again. Yeah. It's so much easier. But some people do, some people don't, right? Right. Right. And that's why, like, I always, you know, certain conspiracy theories, I'd like to kind of go down the rabbit hole more for my entertainment. But a lot of them, okay, like, okay. you know, <laughs> no, it's, what's funny is, like, a lot of, I feel like a lot of these conspiracy theories, you, you look at the real story. And it's just like, it's already crazy enough. Yeah, I was going to say, we sometimes don't have to crazier. make it conspiracy theories about how much further it goes. Like, look at the real story, man. It's like, it's well, already. It goes back down to this, though. Like, why lie so much? Why yeah. lie? What, what's with all the, like, <sighs> accountability? Yeah. yeah. Well, come on. Look at all this UFO stuff going on now, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, we've known <laughs> people. Hope. We've known, like, come on. You guys have been denying it for however many years, mm-hmm. and we've known for however many years that you've been denying it. You know what's funny? I found so when was it that they revealed like a month ago that they finally said? Well, I like, think a month ago was the actual Congress thing. Yeah, but like you know, Fravor's been out for a while. If anybody watches Joe Rogan, you've probably heard all no, these but guys these were already all, on there. Like it wasn't a hundred percent. Like yes, they're like it was like every you know we they were still fighting it, sure. right? They were still trying to skeptical. But even the church came out saying yeah. yes, we believe there's aliens and stuff because that's yeah. one thing that could have broken most religions, right? Like yeah, 
And, and what I find funny though is when they did this big press conference to like make a big announcement that like yes we believe in extraterrestrial life and whatever. It's like no one cared. Like no, it was just like you know, I think we're so busy with our lives now. <laughs> It's just like, yeah, so everyone's like, so self-absorbed. Yeah, people right? are like, does this affect me somehow? You know what though? No. I think it's the fact that it's like we all knew. Yeah. We already knew. Tell show us. We're sick yeah. and tired of hearing it. Yeah. Tell them to just fly down. Show that autopsy, you know? You know like, or, or bring them out. If you've yeah. got them, if they're chilling and they're with you, just tell yeah. them to come out. Just come take a walk. No. Let's you know see. what I think? I think I that's think the point of it. When at. they drive by Earth, they kind of look at it as like East End. You know, <laughs> they, they lock their doors. You know, they're like, For they sure. tell their kids, like, oh man, that's that's that planet that's, that hasn't figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> those yeah. those are the babies. Yeah. And um, yeah, you don't want to go there, you yeah. know, roll up your windows. Toddler, toddler world, right? Yeah. Like, they're looking at us like we're in a daycare. And probably. that's why they, that's why they haven't come down because we're like, man, those guys are still killing each other. Can you believe it? Well, the cool yeah. thing, you know, you hear all these accounts, right? Like, if anyone remembers Project Camelot, David Icke, and all that stuff back in the day, um, you hear so many accounts, so many things. It's hard to know what's true, what projects were actually true. Some of them have come out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they talk about Stargates. Oh, and all yeah. these other things and stuff. And they say that there's been, a, there is wars going on that we just don't know about, like mm-hmm. intergalactic and other beings and all this stuff. How much is true? I don't know. Mount Shasta and, and the whites and stuff that you've heard in other pods, even Rogan's mentioned them and all this stuff. How much of that is true? Well, you don't really know unless you've experienced something like that, right? Or not. And yeah. how many, like, you know, reptilian stories of all these. Paul politicians being Mount, reptilians uh, and Mount Chiliad is another big one. Yeah, yeah see that GTA, you know, there's hieroglyphs <laughs> in there. You know, people still haven't discovered the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, GTA, good reference there. Yeah. No, that's uh, but that that's my point, right? Like, it, it's there's so much that it's like at least just show us something. Yeah, just show us something. Like, give us the proof. You guys yourselves in the coalition between the U.S. and Canada, fucking our armies did the Avro car, you know, which like it was a hover vehicle, almost, yeah, you know, looking really, looking like, like a freaking saucer and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, OK, if we were doing that in the 1940s, we're almost 100 years later. You can't tell me we haven't advanced a lot more than something like that you know what i mean we still got to use gas do we though you know what i mean like they still no i'm not saying we still have to they want us to yeah but let's put it this way it's not in their best interest to reveal we're general pop right yeah nobody gives a fuck about us we have to do whatever we're told to do now let's be honest these private corporations that invest in research and technology have some crazy shit out there that general pop does not have access to and there's a general rule saying that the army itself is about 40 years ahead of what the general population is and usually we end up getting kind of like the leftover stuff right like Uh, it's when it's cheap enough to mass produce pretty much right when that tech gets to that point so you got to think about this like we know the armies have hella awesome intelligence Mm -hmm. wicked tools wicked things that they could do that's of course just technology for for their use 
if we had a, some of that in gen pop, you know, how much different would our lives be, right? Hard, it's so hard to say, though, right? That's the, yeah, that's yeah. the big thing. because we don't know. Yeah, we, yeah. it's, it's a, I guess, a rhetorical question at this yeah, point because it yeah. it's not much we, but if we did have a lot of those things, like there's personal satellites and stuff that you could use. Forget your cell phone, just hook it to that satellite. You're good to roll, you know, wherever you go, you need yeah. a GPS, you like to go hiking. I just want that implant, you know, in the eye <laughs> so I could see, you know. Just Neuralink it, bro. I could see your record. I could see your, you know. Just everything media, about you. everything about yeah. you. Well, what Ro- if what Rogan's saying, you know, like the way technology is going, that might be where we're headed, right? Like yeah. with Neuralink and stuff like that. If we do actually develop the ability or if we've had it all along and somehow remember how to do it of being telepathic. Do you, do you like the idea of um, hive mind and like, no. I'd see to me, that's like not. I don't like the idea of no, no mouths either, bro. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, I'm a rapper. Yeah. Like first of all, lyrics. Second of all, blowjobs. Like, <laughs> come on, let's let's be real. There's a lot of good things done with the mouth. That. Yeah, I'm. I mean, know? more like, like, oh, you know, it'd be so convenient to be able to like telepathically link up with each other, and so like, there's teamwork and camaraderie, and like it helps out with these things. But do I want that 24/7? I mind kind of all of us linked up. It's well, just like. You know, sometimes secrets are a good thing. Sometimes privacy is a good thing, right? It's uh, not a 24-7 access to everyone. For sure. And the thing is, do you want to know what everyone's mind is thinking? No. Because the reality is thoughts that pop in our head we know are not necessarily ours. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're just thoughts. A lot of random shit just pops into your head, right? you're just whatever you know because because at the same time as these thoughts are popping in, you're processing yeah. right you're processing okay what am i actually going to spew out of my mouth here we go oh, right some people some people some people have less of a buffer right? yeah um so it's just one of, yeah and uh but no i agree with you like you can't like we are what if if that was our thought processes were just out 24 7 come on bro like trouble for everybody for sure, because you, and especially if you're held accountable for all your thoughts, like half of your thoughts aren't even yours. You're thinking about something, and then some random ass stuff That's pops lead in us your down head. To like Minority Report. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you thought of a crime, you haven't done it yet, but you're under arrest. Uh, that is kind of where we're going already. Yeah. I'd say like we're getting pretty up there. Have you watched Black Mirror? Like no, no, I I, I avoid it. Why? Me, the anxiety. Yeah, it's too much. Honestly, I like. I was watching the new season. I've only yeah. seen a couple of the new season, but yeah, it was good. It didn't give me as much anxiety because I think it was just too real, right? Yeah. With like all this image processing and everything, and people just stealing your words and. Stealing what you look like. You I know? do appreciate, I've never seen any of it, right? But I've heard plenty about it. And I do appreciate that it's not just, uh, it doesn't seem far-fetched, a lot of these ideas in, in that show. It seems very like, okay, this maybe is where we're headed and stuff like that. It's pretty yeah. cool. I think that's kind of what they were going for, I think to that's be the honest. fear of it, right? Yeah. That's what makes it That's what. Scary. That is exactly what makes it. Because it's like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I'm doing podcasts now. I've done music. You know, I've got over a hundred tracks out. Yeah. I'm sure I've said enough in our language to actually be ripped apart and then put together however the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Anybody wants to put it together and make me say whatever the hell they want me to say. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I guess. So it. it's it's kind of freaky in that sense. And it's kind of freaky too. Like if we go hit on the writer strike and stuff like that with AI and everything to think the fact that all these likenesses and stuff like, okay, if they decide to do another Die Hard, they, could, they could, yeah, they could just CGI him into it, right? AI mm -hmm. him into it now. Mm -hmm. And that's the trippy part. But here's my counter argument to that specific example you just gave. So Bruce Willis is in a, in a spot now where he can't act anymore. Exactly. He, he, he's not able to, right? He's not physically or, or uh, capable. He might actually be really interested in that idea if he gets paid what he gets paid. Yeah. Like, yeah, yep, use my likeness. Make a part five or part six or whatever. Um, I can't physically be there, but can you use AI? Yep. Cool. I'll take my $5 million paycheck. For sure. Right. Now, here's the thing. 50 years down the line, yeah. some kid that, you know, heard about his, his grandpa spewing out Bruce Willis and Die Hard movies, and then now he wants to do one. You know what I mean? He can do it because that would probably be around. So my question is, because the way movies work is you're always bringing in new talent and stuff. Yeah. So what's going to happen to actors and new talent and stuff like this if you can already take the movie stars that are big now and immortalize them digitally forever? So can you imagine if like every new action movie was Terminator Schwarzenegger? Prime time Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, or Will Smith, you know what I mean? Back in his 20s. Like the biggest action stars of all time will always be the big, biggest action exactly. stars of all time. Exactly, and no yeah. new blood coming in. So that that's a big possibility too, right? Like yeah. just like what writers are scared of that they might get phased out. No, no more need for writers. Same thing with actors now at this point. Yeah, I I have less of a concern with that because of the mass market. Like, you know, Arnold guys like Arnold and Stallone. If we want to talk about action stars, they didn't fade because they stopped producing good movies. They, they still have because. Sure, but not nearly as their heights in the 80s, 90s. For sure. But they faded because people wanted something different. People mm. wanted something new. They wanted a, a taste of something else, right? Because okay. like, they had a decade plus of being the biggest movie stars on the planet. But I'm kind of tired of that, right? Like, I want to see a new actor, a new kind of genre, a new. Exactly. So, like, I'm not so worried about. Like, there is worries with using uh, the likeness of someone for sure. But I don't think that. The idea of like, oh, there will always be Bruce Willis Die Hard. Bruce Willis made another, what, two Die Hards in the past 10 years that nobody watched because I'm tired of that franchise, Ouch. right? So um, I'm not so concerned that I am concerned with the idea that, um, you know, maybe an extra or somebody who's up and coming. Hey, I'm going to give you uh, $25,000, maybe a little more so that I could put your face in the background of whatever movie forever forever yeah it's like whoa and not get his just do right because yeah, they're cutting yeah. out all the they're cutting out all the royalties and stuff yes, right they're trying exactly. to do what they did with music is devalue it as much as they can so they can make keep reaping in all the profit yeah and the idea probably behind it too is economic right like i don't have to pay this so you know quote unquote extra to physically be there anymore it's just like i could just populate 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 click 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 and i've got my 
Yeah. You know, and they'd have a nice database. Yeah. Which sucks and for all the extras. Use Sorry, to like extras. unlimited potential, right? Like, yeah. Sorry, extras. You guys are out, it seems. Which yeah. really sucks because I would love to be an extra. Sure. You know? Yeah. Who doesn't like going to do that? Sit as, you know, be on set for a couple of hours and just have that experience, right? That's mm-hmm. one thing about being in Vancouver is that's you a, could do that. Like, that yeah. is something you can do. Hollywood of the North, right? Like, that's what they call it. There's, there's so many things that film up here. And I think there's a lot of people that, um, make their living off of trying to make their living off of, you know, being on set, working in the movie industry, television industry. I think all the CW shows film here for the most part. all of them. Like all the Arrowverse stuff, Riverdale, all that stuff. So much films out here, you wouldn't even believe it. Like a lot of stuff that's supposed to be New York or L.A. It's filmed out here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, the industry's hurting because of these strikes, man. Yeah, man. sure. It really sucks. Well, I, I got it. Does suck for the industry, for the economy, and everything that's going to take a hit. But for independent media makers like me, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, it's pretty cool in the sense that more people will probably be looking towards independent media producers. You got to fill the void. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So sure, a podcast, but you know, some music videos, some stuff, so whatever you can make, right? At this point, people are going to be looking towards it. This is like a little mini version of what happened during the lockdown and COVID. Hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, nothing was being created. So people were going to podcast. They like boomed, right? Yeah. Like, no, like no other time. Um, and I think the strike is going to create another little boom for as long as it lasts, right? For sure. I think we're already seeing some of the repercussions of that, to be honest, because there's a lot more independent media being produced now and being yeah. consumed like even myself i find that i'm listening to a lot more podcasts than i am actually watching tv now right which is interesting and i think audio plays a big role in that well as an audio engineer for sure because how many of us actually have the luxury to sit and watch something you don't the majority of the time it's all going to your auditory right yeah because you're on the move yeah yeah so whether you're listening, most of the times what happens, you'll pop in a podcast or sure. you'll even put TV in the background and just listen to it. Yeah. Especially if you know the show, because you can already picture it in your mind, right? Yeah. So everything you're hearing, you can already picture them doing it. Why do you think The Office is like it? one of the most watched, you know? <laughs> Friends, those like, they're still the most watched TV shows, right? Yeah, it's people true. People just pop them on. I've seen this episode a hundred times, but I'll listen to it while I clean up my house. I do the same thing with uh, Big Bang Theory. Only reason yeah. I have Crave, I hate to say it. <laughs> so Big Bang, if you want to, you know, sponsor anything, let me know for yeah. sure. Because love Big Bang Theory. You, you know, know, you know who this strike will benefit if it goes on longer? Um, the DC studios. <laughs> Honestly, are we gonna go there? I I'll, we I'll go, go there a little there. bit. I knew we were gonna um, go there. So we got time. Yeah. So like you know, DC Studios is brand new production company. They're gonna start like a whole new kind of franchise universe of connected movies and that kind of thing. Their the last movie of the previous regime is about to come out, Aquaman two, right? So. In the timeline that they currently have, you're going to have Aquaman 2, and then maybe a year later, you're having their new franchise start with Superman, right? Mm, yeah. I think DC has a lot of... They have a lot of building to do, 
right? Like their franchise, the brand is pretty hurt. Yeah. It's pretty damaged, right? So for the mass audience, you're going to have Aquaman 2. Oh, in a year, another Superman movie comes out. They're going to associate it with what's come before. You can't help but not. So yeah. now when Agreed. you think of the word DC, you think of, oh, subpar, right? Like yeah. you think of, oh, it's not that great. The Marvel movies are kind of where it's at. DC is kind of like the, the junior version, right? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> if the strike goes on for longer, there's more of a pause, right? Well, that is if this whole superhero fatigue thing is not true right i don't think it is i don't think it is either, i think i think I it's i think it's it. crappy movie fatigue uh, that's i agree like if you're a superhero movie that's still done well you're gonna get watched if you're mediocre then no see you know? like blue beetle i i do want to see blue beetle honestly honestly yeah i will be honest not because of the character not because of dc the only reason I really want to watch it is because is of Solo. Oh, Cobra Kai kid. Yeah, because yeah. I like them in Cobra Kai. Yeah. So that casting is... And, and you're, running, you're running out of time. And it's getting those, pulled from theaters. Yeah, it's okay. Right. I can watch it on, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I also like the fact, you know, that he's doing this music thing. He's doing this. Yeah. He's got a lot of stuff on the go, right? So, so I think it's more of a fan of the guy as the opposed man. to the character. And yeah. I think that's kind of what got me. Um, as opposed to like, you know, something like Miss Marvel that I never would have thought I would have liked Miss Marvel. I love that show. Me too. Yeah. And I it's went in not with no expectations. Yeah. Like... Same, but it's not a character that I would have naturally gravitated. Like it's a newer age character. Yeah. Wasn't one not that I my, grew like, up with. Demographic quote unquote. And right. Exactly. Yeah. On top of that. But I loved it. Hopefully. I loved it. It was amazing. I was like, even the way they changed it from the comics, the stuff she does and everything. I was like, yeah. huh. Because even my daughter watches on Disney and everything. So she knows the character as well. And even she was like, that's different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because not the same thing not she the does same. in they the cartoons. Bit, yeah. But all overall, it was amazing. Great show. Had no th prior thought going into it. No nothing. Yeah. But it amazed me. Well, in this one, like I say, the only reason I'm even thinking of giving it a chance is because of the kid that's in it. Yeah, if it, if I'm if I'm there to support anybody, be him. I, I don't yeah. care for the franchise. Like I don't care for the plus hero. a Latino superhero. So we we got a big ups, right? Like yeah. it's we we clearly didn't do our job with this, huh? No, no, like it <laughs> it tanked. It failed. Yeah, yeah. But like I just think that the the longer of a gap that DC can have from their previous franchise to their new one will only help that hopefully you know but like like when batman and robin was made in 1997 1998 and it killed like the comic book superhero franchise yeah. idea right yeah nobody's like oh this is stupid this is a joke they didn't re release their next like superhero movie till like 2005 yeah. and, you know that's a long yeah. gap that is and then they came yeah. back with batman begins right of yeah. like okay no we can do this right ideally i would love it if after dc does aquaman 2 that they take like a five-year time layoff you know what i mean Here. but they're not going to do that they, they got to make money the thing is dc went all over the place right they yeah. had the wb shows or, or the um Arrowverse cw yeah, stuff the cw yeah. stuff and then they had the i don't know what it was but it was the freaking craziest dopest things like swamp thing Oh, the, the, um, the DC Universe app yeah, that they had. Those shows Titans, are amazing. Yeah. Titans, Swamp Thing, you got Doom, Doom Patrol. Patrol. 
Um, Star Girl. Yeah, that one I never really got into. I, did, I, I just saw a couple episodes and I thought it was pretty good, but I never actually watched and got into it. Yeah, I did like the latest Titan season where they popped everybody into it. Okay, you know what I mean, I am, I including some of that. the including some of the CW ones. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, that was with um. Because officially, the the CW like that Arrowverse ended with the finale of flash like they're yeah, done with of course it. yeah of course um arrow was done a while ago yeah and legends of legends. tomorrow constantine black yeah. lightning all those they they're which done. i did like the constantine character i like oh he's on one of my it. favorites like with the the, the the next time he debuts i'm i'm day one like i love that character i loved keanu's version yeah, yeah me too i loved keanu i think he's under i know people like hardcores i'm not a hardcore constantine fan but yeah. they hated on him because he wasn't from, you know, he was in English. He wasn't, you know, blonde hair. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they the changed accent. a lot. But he had the vibe yeah. of Constantine, right? Yeah. Which is good enough. But the uh, one in Legends was like great. spot on. He's I liked great. It. Yeah. I liked it. I like to show. I'm looking forward to when he eventually debuts in the in the DCU franchise. Um, Hopefully. We he'll do- get there. They're going to do Swamp Thing. So. Oh, yeah. Dude, if they do it like they did the show. Yeah, it's gonna fucking. You saw that's show, gonna right? rock, oh buddy. It was like crazy, man. Like it was, like body horror, like fucking. But it was better than a movie. I don't oh, understand it was a, it why was this awesome. did not come out, or was not bigger than it. Than yeah, it is. so they canceled it after the like before first the season. first season even finished. They canceled uh, it. Like they they finished the season, but they knew they weren't gonna get a second, and it was because the apparently the set was too expensive to maintain like their swamp set that they had and everything like that in in um it was too expensive to maintain in relation to how many viewers they were getting uh, so it was just like it's so not it's due to the streaming service itself as opposed to see yeah. that's crap because we all know but the that, show itself was so good oh, dude it was yeah. i was yeah there's just you gotta go see it. if yeah. you guys haven't seen it look for it online yeah I think I think it's, it's on great. Crave, I think, and stuff. But it was that was an excellent show. Yeah, I agree. That was Titans as well. Titans I watched only the one. first season of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. I'll You'll get like to it. it. Even Bruce is yeah. in there. Bruce. I, I'm 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 just trying to keep up with um, Superman and Lois. I like that. Oh yeah. As okay. far as DC goes. Yeah, and then Peacemaker, I just started that. That was a great I'm one. Trying too. to get through it, and it's it's so good so far. It is. Yeah, I, I did like, not I'm expect like, it. Me too, man. Like I think you know, I associated with like the DC EU franchise. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't want it. I don't want it. I kept like you know, and now I'm like finally like, all right, let me give this a chance because I, the reason I watched it recently, I watched that and the new Suicide Squad. Hmm. Because they're directed by James Gunn, right? Yeah. And now he's CEO of of DCU. So I'm like, you know what? Let me check out what he's done already as a kind of like a tee up for what's to come. And I'm like, okay, this is good stuff. Yeah, like, compared I'm to it. the other stuff, right? Yeah. Like, now, here's the thing about Peacemaker. In the Suicide Squad movie, I fucking hated him. Well, he, I think you're supposed to. I hated <laughs> I him. He's a pure asshole. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. But in the Peacemaker show, is amazing. Phenomenal. They give him layers. I did not expect that from Cena. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I did not expect that from Cena at all. Yeah, but he killed it. You know what's funny is is you've seen the Fast Fast and Furious movies, right? Yeah. 
So in in Fast Nine, where he makes his debut as as Toretto's brother, I guess they made him like Toretto in a sense, like he's stoic and、mm. serious and and like kind of like mini Vin Diesel, right?、Yeah. And you're like you're like you feel like、um, John Cena is being held back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's he's just not he's not great at being like stoic,、no. serious. He's But then in to be more comedic, yeah, I, I and then in Fast Ten, they threw they that out the window. He's、yeah. he's peacemaker, like yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's just like <laughs> let's let him have his fun, and then you're like, okay, here's John Cena, right? Like here's the guy. I, like. I think I think he's doing all the roles Arnie wishes he would have gotten. The funny roles, yeah. He did those a lot though. Yeah, which that's why I love Arnie. But Fubar man, he kills it. He can't. I did not expect that. Oh, Arnold. That yeah, like, Arnold has good comedic his timing. His new show, I was like, he has good comedic timing. Yeah, I'll give him that. Kindergarten、yeah. Cop is still to this day like one twins of my and、favorites. and like he's he's always had like a little like he he can do it. Yeah, yeah, he can. That's why Cena kind of reminds me of like that. I think also because of Ernest, right? Cena kind of reminds he me. He looks of, like of Ernest Ern. got jacked. Yeah, yeah, like, pretty much. He reminds <laughs> the same face. So it, it kind of brings in that、yeah. blend, right? He looks silly. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he'd be fun, like just a dude to chill and hang out with. Like, yeah, come and do a pod like this. I've never seen John Cena as like stoic badass. I'm like, no, 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 no. You let's shoot the shit. Like, let's, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. One wrestler you would,、uh, you would love to chill with. To chill with. So my favorite wrestler is Bret Hart. Right, yeah, but I do not think he'd be fun to chill with. <laughs> so, Probably, yeah.、Not. He he seems to take himself very seriously. Um, fun to chill with. You know, HBK. Yeah. Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, back in his cocaine、wow. days. Oh, okay, know? back in yeah, if we're talking yeah. back in the yeah, in the he might、days. be fun guy to <laughs> hang out with. Um, maybe you know the Rock. He's just you know he's the Rock. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, I think he'd be a fun one. Yeah, like just in terms of like, hey, maybe you get to go to Hawaii, you get to work out, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Um. Who else? Hogan. Hogan, take your vitamins. Yeah. 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 I、maybe. think I think he'd be a fun one. Like. Yeah. Not too much of a hardcore partier anymore, but I still think he'd be a fun. I、one. I recently listened to his pod when he was on. Uh, Theo Vaughn's podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. And、uh, he talks about like, and maybe you know, he's he doesn't have the greatest reputation amongst his peers in the wrestling industry. I've like as I've learned that over the years that a lot of people don't like him.、Um, and apparently, he you know put himself against ahead of everyone else. Like he wasn't looking out for his fellow. Who Ichiban?、Uh, everyone. <laughs> he apparently he like he was just not a team player. Right, he was very much like I'm the star of the show, and we're gonna the storylines are gonna be dictated by me, that kind of thing. I don't know. This is just what I've heard, right? Yeah. But on his pod, he said that the reason he had such long longevity in his career was because, like, you know, these guys would be traveling three thousand kilometers a week, right? Like, just yeah, on the just road all the time,、everywhere. right? And he said that most wrestlers would. Party every night after the show, right? It was all about like which bar are we gonna hit, which whatever.、Um, go get some girls. Go get some girls. Go get some drinks. Go get laid. Go have fun. Yeah. And he said that he's like, yeah, I I did that quite a bit, but I was also one of the few that
even if I was hungover, I still had to get up and work out the next day. I still had to get up and eat Discipline. right the next day. I was, he's like, I was very disciplined. He said a, a lot of wrestlers were not like they would throw in their workout, but they weren't eating right. They weren't like treating their bodies with care. They were mm. staying up with drugs or whatever. So he's like, they were abusing themselves and just wearing themselves down case in point, the amount of wrestlers that have died so young. Right. That's true. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I stayed disciplined. Is it the truth? I mean, he's still around. Yeah. Right. And he's had a lot of success, but you know, maybe there's a lot of other wrestlers that also did the same thing, but he's just kind of putting the shine on himself. But I don't know. Like Hogan's a controversial figure now in the because he's Hollywood, bro. He's, yeah. You know what I mean? He played the bad guy for so long that I think yeah. everyone just associates him with being a bad guy. Now. Yeah. And not only that, like even when he was, you know, red and, you know, red and yellow, superman uh, hogan Hulk, he was yeah. such a Hulk success Mania. too right like yeah he's never not been like the biggest star in the wrestling world you know he just he says and he admits though in the podcast he admitted that he's like i'm not the most athletically gifted but i was able to put on a show right and that's what he's like i learned that quickly that i would get more fame popularity Why money putting on a show yeah. as opposed to Ah, my athletic prowess yeah you know for sure i get it it's the character right you see a lot of people talk about that like beyonce with sasha fierce and a lot of people talk about they got to put a character on to actually be yeah. able to go do all this stuff and his character got him paid oh yeah let's be yeah. honest like, there's so many you can think of hundreds of wrestlers that were more athletically gifted than him but who are they where yeah. are they now right how many had so many other characters like yeah, yeah. think of just mankind right like yeah. yeah what three of them cactus Four? jack um love uh, dude love mick foley he was himself yeah, he at was one himself point and mankind, then, yeah and mankind yeah, yeah like they all eventually find or you would hope that they eventually find their character that's going to put them on the map right yeah yeah or how about this blue cane blue cane yeah <laughs> it looked like original cane right like he was fake fake diesel he was the repo oh, man yeah, he was yeah. all these different characters Before that nobody cared kane. for yeah. and he found kane right um it's cool how that ends up working out for some of these guys yeah yeah it's interesting right because it is all a persona it's all yeah. put on right yeah so it's fun it is acting it is yeah it's all on, it on is. a big stage it's like a theater production yeah with like athletic and thrown involved. into it for sure yeah. It's kind of like a Cirque du Soleil, right? Throwing all the <laughs> yes. acrobatics, you know? They just involve chairs and fucking bikini contests yeah. and all this other stuff. They make it more entertaining. That's what yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's changed, though. Like, for the way that we used to watch it in the like, late 90s to now, like, wrestling's totally different. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You can see that. It's much more tame. It is. Yeah. There's not as many crazy things as, you, you know, like implications of blowjobs right there and you yeah, know in yeah. the back is like val venus and yeah like the fucking uh the godfather with his whole train <laughs> and stuff yeah like that. I, that's I not allowed anymore that's no why it's way man. i saw a clip um so when he it was prime time like godfather at his at his peak with his hose and uh he was at wrestlemania and uh special guest to like kind of during his entrance was ice t 
and Ice T was rapping nice. as he came yeah. out, and Ice T was referring to the whole train and the bitches and blah blah, and telling the audience which bitch y'all want to pick tonight and blah blah. I was like, man, like this yeah. would not, <laughs> this fly, not today. fly today. Not It'd at be all, man. Yeah, like right away. WWE like, would be shut down. It'd yeah, be picketed. It'd be totally it was canceled. Crazy. I couldn't believe when I was watching. I was like, wow, like this is the, and this is the wrestling I liked. Yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, because it was crazy you know you you felt like you were doing a bad thing watching it you know <laughs> pretty I mean? much because so, you were most yeah. of the time they had some crazy shit going on yeah but um you know it's just funny how times change yeah when they started bringing out all the girls and stuff and then trying to do the girl matches the, yeah. all the female matches and all this and trying to get a female belt going on and yeah, yeah but their matches were like strip matches yeah, and exactly, bra and panties yeah. matches now it's like they're actually athletes, right? Now yeah. they're they're legit. They have to be fully clothed. Yeah, fully clothed, and they actually know how to wrestle. They know how to do the thing. Yeah, yeah. Back then, nope, nope. They just had to look good, have you some just, fake tits, and you're good to boobs, roll. And are you willing to get half naked in the ring? Then yeah. yes, Come pretty much. Yeah. Don't worry. There and and there might be kids in the audience. Yeah. Just ignore them. They'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be all right. No trauma. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Big time, right? <laughs> Jesus, that's crazy. Yeah, wild times, man. I don't know. They say that 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 society is degenerating more as we get older and older, but I don't know. I, I, I think feel... I think there is always a pendulum swing. Probably. I think I think you you go far into one side. And you're like, holy shit! Like we are, are allowing everything and death on screen and pimps and hoes and whatever then you go the other way of almost like two pc yeah and then you go right back it's always it. like we're always going to be on this pendulum swing you know right now i feel like we're we we are past the we're two pc and we're swinging back to like let's open up the i don't know we're kind of two pc and degenerative at the same time sure it's like yeah. that pc turned the degenerative into empowerment Maybe you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. now, you look at a, a degenerate person, you're like, "Wow, you're so free and open." <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know? right, and it's like, "What?" Yeah. Like yeah. two minutes ago, you said the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. People are never happy, man. No, no, definitely <laughs> not. Yeah. Well, guys, unfortunately, we are heading to the end of our time, but we will be back soon. We will be recording a little more. So there will be a lot more Professor Ed coming up. That's right. Anything you want to plug, Professor Ed? Uh, no, nothing I want to plug. Just um, I'm glad to be on. Um, I'm glad that uh, we're going to be doing some more. Um, I always enjoy hanging out with you. Always good good conversations with you. Hell yeah. Um, so like, uh, yeah, I hope that people had fun listening to us just talk about our Nicaragua and fucking growing up in East Van and all this stuff. Yeah. So. You know, it's always good to to reminisce. Friendly conversations. This was basically we're we're catching up. Yeah. This was a catch up episode. For sure. So total friendly conversations and a thank you for being with us. Anytime. Everybody man. in the ill minded world, thanks for joining us and uh, shout out to the nasty boys. Hell yeah, nasty things crew, shout out. You'll be mm -hmm. hearing them very, very soon. Stay tuned, everybody. See ya.